This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. Sawate, this is Stella, and you're listening to another Batgirl to Oracle Halloween commentary special.
Becker the Oracle is also brought to you by MileHighComics.com, your new and collectible comic book store. Mile High Comics has an inventory of over 5 million comics from the gold, silver, bronze, and modern age, and over 100,000 trade paperbacks. If you're not into the vintage stock, Mile High Comics also has a subscription service called the New Issue Comics Express, offering a discounted price for comics ready to hit the shelves. So if you're looking for vintage back issues or a great modern subscription service, be sure to check out MileHighComics.com. Well, I'm excited about this particular episode because I really enjoyed the movie when I saw it and when I was watching it I think I posted on Facebook that I was watching it and then this guy texted me or responded that he really liked it and so I thought oh that'll be a perfect Halloween commentary to do and I'm going to invite him on to do it with me so welcome back to Becker the Oracle but I think it may be the first time for Halloween commentary I could be wrong it's Joshua Bertoni Ooh, it's a spooky commentary. <laughs> As they always are. You haven't been on one of these before, have you? Um, I think all the commentaries that I've done with you have been uh, the end of the year ones. Okay, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think we've ever done like a non-seasonal commentary, except for that Adam West one that you like tricked us into doing <laughs> that, like. <laughs> tricked <laughs> you into doing. You said you wanted to watch the film. It was my right to record it. <laughs> it was my right. Yeah, but like I didn't know it was being required. I was talking about like some stuff with a girl I was dating you at the sure time. You sure were. I'm thinking about that now that, yeah, there's a lot I think I'd have to Frankenstein out of there. I You can't Frankenstein a commentary, though, because it's like <laughs> I'll have to it beep, disrupts beep the whole names. thing. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> what kind of commentary is that? Gonna, well, hopefully there'll be no beeping names for this. But uh, I do have one question for you, Stella. Before you ask your question, just remember that my commentaries are u- usually out of continuity with the rest of my show. So out of s- continuity, <laughs> they're Elseworlds. <laughs> they are because people can join on these and not have any context for like what else is going on there. So, with knowing all of that, are you still going to ask your question? Yeah, yeah, I have okay. a question. What's your question? Can you tame wild women? Well, I would, you know, do I have a right to tame a wild woman? And why does she need to be tamed in the first place? Because it's the, like, uh, uh, what year did this take place in? (laughs) Victorian times? I I know it's like a generation after, like, the Civil War. So it's either, like, the late 1800s or the early 1900s. Because I remember uh, Gordon fought in the Civil War. And, like, that was part of his backstory. Mm. But that could have been, like... 40 years ago or like 20 years ago or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Do you tame them or can you tame them? I don't think so. I don't think we have a right to tame them unless they're doing like terrible things to other people. What do you think? Uh, I think that in, in my years, I, I, I think you're a good example. Like, no, women cannot be tamed. It's like, <laughs> like, like, Forget the question of should you or sure. like, you know, or like, is it ethical? Like, it, it can't be done. Okay. Like, like Donovan, Shag, Panerese, Bailey, I like, we've all tried to like calm your nerves, but mm. you're just, you calm are a my force. Nerves? Calm your nerves. You, you are a force. Oh the, the, the nerve of the things you have to do to oh, all of oh, us. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I, I actually, I, I did the wrong idiom, but I tried to, you know, salvage it. That's okay. But anyway, yeah, like, yeah, like, zaniness, sure. Yeah, like, yeah, tame your zaniness, tame your, 
your spirit. It, it, it can't be done. Nobody can subdue the passions of the Stella. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know what people are thinking right now, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> tame the passions. What we're going to do is Batman, Gotham by Gaslight. And it came out in 2018. And they call it a steampunk superhero alternate history, uh, which was based off of the 1989 Elseworld story, which was a one shot that was written by Brian Augustine, penciled by Michael Mignola. And yeah, steampunk, you know, Victorian, but it is what the great thing is about Elseworld, if you've not done these at all, is they take your favorite characters and they put them in a new situation. It could be a new place. Uh, could be a new time like we have here. And some of the story beats of the character are similar, but oftentimes there are lots of changes. So, you know, for example, Superman Red Sun. Superman, instead of landing in Kansas, he landed in Soviet Russia. And so, you know, what happens after that happens? So here we have Batman in post-Civil War America and steampunk-esque and, and how is that going to change the character and of course he's going up against Jack the Ripper and we find out about that So and we have Sherlock Holmes too in this so lots of fun things that he wouldn't be able to do if it were the present day well and also the um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for this, this is what happens when you do an all night shift but the attitude <laughs> it's not just like the setting but it's like the attitudes of the time too like mm-hmm. You like really were like, oh, yeah, society was really sexist back then mm-hmm. with like the men only nightclubs and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, the creators, the producers, the directors really went into the attitudes. in-depth uh, research Yeah, with the culture, with their costumes, their mannerisms, uh, I think their speech as well. And you were very Fetch lucky. Fetch me a handsome. <laughs> you were very lucky because you got to interview this cast uh, when they were at DC and DC on, what, January 12th, I think? And then did you end up going to the museum to watch the premiere? Yeah, this was uh, – you were invited too, but uh, <laughs> this was um, a, a very good way to begin 2018 because um, this was like announced like almost last minute. Like I think it was like less than a month before it happened. I think I was like sitting down to see uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi and I got like a news alert – like uh, – a press release on my phone from uh, our, our pal Gary Mariano about DC and DC 2018 and like all this stuff. And I was like, uh, maybe I'll go. I don't know. And I'm, I'm really glad I did. This was, um, this was cool. It was not only this, but there was like, you know, uh, the premiere of black lightning and like this, you know, cocktail party and stuff. Um, but you would not go and Donovan wouldn't go. So I took Ben and uh, <laughs> we uh, we got there and uh, we like had to like hightail from the airport in this like Uber to get to the press thing for this on time. I've actually never told this part of the story in public before. I've only like said this, this like part in private. But it was funny because like when we get there um, to the press thing late, we go to sit down and um, – uh, ben doesn't even know that this happened, but I don't think he listens to every episode of BTO. So if he listens, then Ben's finding out about this for the first time. Gary looks at us and he like takes me aside and he's like, this is like a much fancier event. It's OK that you have Ben here, but you, but don't let him ask any questions at the press table. So 
Um, and I was like, well, I screened them. He's like, I know, but like, we're trying to like make this, you know, more of like a high end thing. So we sit down at this thing and like, he's getting ready to like do the screening questions thing for, uh, whoever the first actor was. I think it was, uh, Yuri Lowenthal or someone. Oh. And, uh, so Ben's like in a whisper and I'm like, I don't want to tell him Gary said no. Cause I don't want his like feelings to be hurt or something or like, so I make up an excuse like, Oh, because the movie's rated R, um, you know, like, <laughs> uh, Warner brothers can get in trouble if you ask a question, which he bought, but then you're early alone fall, like looks at him and says, Oh, I can tell that you have a question you want to ask. And like, Ben like freezes because he's like, Oh gosh, like, this actor's telling me what's your question for me. And Josh just like gave me instructions. No, don't ask a question. And I'm like, Oh no, we're going to get in trouble with Gary. What's going to happen now. But I basically gave Ben the signal. It's okay. The actor addressed you. You can go ahead and talk to him. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so that's what he did. And the next day he was allowed to like talk to the people. Cause those were run by different stuff. But that was, uh, I was like, we're going to get in trouble with Gary. But, uh, yeah, that was cool. We talked to uh, Yuri Lowenthal and uh, the guy that was on Gilmore Girls, oh, which Scott I didn't Patterson. know. Patterson. Yeah, Patterson and uh, uh, Jim Krieg. And I don't have all the names in front of me, but uh, that was fun. Then afterwards, there was this like little cocktail party and, uh, you know, and, like like food and stuff. And, you know, you, you were able to like mingle with the cast. And then um, – they put you in this little like auditorium and they actually like gave you free popcorn, free candy, free soda. Like <laughs> this was like very pampered. I was like, they never treat us like this in San Diego. That's true. And they, uh, and they showed us the movie. And, uh, and of course I, I, I was the guy that had the 11 year old at the rated R movie. So I was the horrible, you know, uh, Dad. uh, I guess what's, what's the, I get guardian. I would say, I was sure. like, like, what, what's, what's someone who takes care of a ward, a guardian. Yeah. Uh, when you don't say parent and uh and and we enjoyed it and uh it was interesting too because we had to talk about the different sensibilities of the time and the different attitudes because he didn't have all of the historical context but uh that was a fun experience and uh i'll, I'll probably mention more about like the little observations when we get to the actual commentary sure yeah well yeah let me run through the cast so you mentioned a couple of them but Bruce Greenwood was Batman and Bruce Wayne. This is not his first time doing that. Jennifer Carpenter as Selena Kyle. Anthony Head as Alfred Pennyworth. Chris Cox as Father Callahan. John DiMaggio as Police Chief Bullock. David Forseth as Cyrus Gold. Greg Griffin as Sister Leslie and Selena Kyle's singing voice. Bob Joles as Mayor Tolliver. Yuri Lowenthal oh, as Harvey Dent. Lincoln Melcher as Dickie. Scott Patterson as James Gordon, James Gordon, William Sayers as Hugo Strange, Tara Strong as Marlene and Timmy, Bruce Tim appears as Arkham Radio Man, and we mustn't forget Carrie Wooer, Wooer, <laughs> oh man, as Barbara Eileen Gordon and Pamela Isley. So there we go. There's so it's a pretty good cast, and yeah, you mentioned it was R, and I think now we're probably enough in that we don't have to keep mentioning you know the number of r's that dc animated has produced but it is about the third or the fourth i think the first or second there was, was that justice league one we went to see that one time uh where like i remember a guy oh, got ripped that's in right half. gods and monsters yeah, yeah was that an r because like gosh it should have been if it wasn't but wasn't killing joke touted as the first actual r i think 
I don't remember if it was Tata as the first actual R, but I remember that being R. Yeah. I'd have to yeah check on, on Gods and Monsters. Yeah. Well, knowing you, this this one shot was only 50 pages, and they ended up making about a 75, 80-minute film out of it. And going through the interviews and everything, Josh, what were your expectations the first time going in to see this film? So I had not read the one shot before the film. And when I eventually did read the one shot, I was like surprised to see, oh, wow, it's really, really, really different. Like, because I, I don't know, like some of these movies, they follow somewhat closely. But like they said that they they had said that they changed the killer in the movie because in the book it was really obvious so I was like – so they said that they had to add more suspects so it wasn't obvious. So when I was watching the movie, I was like trying to guess the killer thinking, OK, like who's someone that's looking obvious? Uh, to be honest, I, I thought that there would be more more, more steampunk and uh, – which is like when we were in the Uber from the airport on our way to the museum and I was like describing like what we were about to watch to Ben. I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be like a bunch of steampunk stuff and like – Halfway through, he's like, where's all this? Where's all the tech that you promised me? <laughs> uh, I, I know that they did have the steampunk Batmobile. Not to say that we were disappointed. We just like it was uh, different than what I predicted it would be in my mind. Uh, I was just looking forward to a movie. I didn't have too high expectations because I don't necessarily enjoy Elseworlds a lot because I'm a big guy about, you know, with continuity. And it's hard for me to get emotionally attached to DC one-off Elseworld stories because you know this is a this isn't going to be an ongoing narrative this is going to be a one-off thing it's not going to have any consequence to a larger you know story we're not going to get a bunch of sequels or something so i ju- i just don't connect with those as much but i found myself really enjoying this and really enjoying the mood yeah, I had read this one. I really love Elseworlds. I think they're just a lot of fun. Some of them are better than others. I remember reading Gotham by Gaslight a couple years ago, and I didn't refresh my memory in prep for watching the film. So I was just going in and, and thinking, oh, you know, this will be interesting. And I think for the most part, DC Animated are pretty hit. Uh, the miss ones, I can usually tell which ones are going to be. <laughs> So this one, I was going in with higher expectations and just interested in what this story was going to be like, how they were going to adapt it, and also what the Selena Bruce situation was going to be like, because I'm always on the lookout for shippers. So yeah, I think oh, this, are is, my... this is a ship movie <laughs> oh, for sure. Bet it is, but we can pause it midway. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But what? Yeah, I, I... <laughs> just to you know, pause and rewind. But we'll tell the listeners that we're doing it. So they don't... <laughs> Their time doesn't get off as well. No, we're not going to do that, people. But yeah, I think I was just going in with high expectation or, you know, moderate expectations that I was going to enjoy it. And I, well, I guess we'll see if I was disappointed or not. But as always, uh, we always bring things with us when we're going to start commentaries. Josh, this time, what are you going to bring with you as we watch Batman Gotham by Gaslight? Um... I'm going to bring with me just the special memories of uh, DC and DC 2018 because that was one of the coolest events that I've ever been to, one of the coolest things I've done in my life. And uh, it was a great way to begin the year, and this movie kicked off the event. I'm going to bring with me my Batman and Catwoman wedding issue. <laughs> and. Uh- I'll Even also, though they don't get married. Yeah, I know. Spoiler! I should, I should bring with me Tom King. Tom King is sitting with me right now, and we are about to watch 
uh, this particular commentary. Is he your date? No, he's married. But as friends, we are now watching. Oh, so he got this. to get married, but Batman couldn't. <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch uh, this and that, that, that wasn't his fault. DC wouldn't let him do it. Oh, interesting. So there's a side. <laughs> well, I, I think like Dan DiDio said it like something that like, no, we'll never allow Batman to get married. I don't know if they'll allow anyone really to get married. Um, <laughs> I think I'll also bring a newborn Dilophosaurus. <gasps> so, oh, by the time that this is out, maybe... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It's about that time, people. That yeah, bun Donovan has been couldn't baking. be here for the commentary because he's yeah. nursing. Yeah, there you go. He it's <laughs> that bun is out. That bun has been baked. Okay. <laughs> well, we are uh using the newfangled streaming service from DC and it's gonna start right at the, the red WB logo. So have that all queued up. Okay, yeah, so we are enough. going to start in three Two, one, play. Okay. Here we go. DC. I like that logo, by the way. They've changed. It seems like they change a lot. And at first, you might yeah. not like it, but then you see it so often that it just gets into your mind, and you're like, "Ah, it's actually okay." Well, I like that one compared to the um. The one that they had where it was like the little page turning because like... Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. They just said Jennifer Carpenter's name. She was not at this event, which disappointed me because um, I watched all of Dexter a few years ago. Oh. And I was like, oh, I want to meet... Oh, it's funny. I watched all that show. I think her name was... I don't remember what her name was, but it was his sister. I watched like... Look at this. Yeah. This is uh, not for baby Dilophosaurus to watch. This is going to get inappropriate. <laughs> it will. Yes, the Gotham Gaiety Girls. And they don't show it or anything. Oh, there she is. They they did show a lot, though. <laughs> they sure did. Yeah, she's instead of tassels on the Tata, she's got uh, leaves. <laughs> like our pal Barbara. King, yes. not Gordon. Yeah. Senior. Her, uh... I remember she gets like a really like annoyed, like pained look. Well, she doesn't seem like she's having a fun time. I mean, I guess that's her allure, perhaps. Well, I I don't know. I I mean, I don't even think it's an allure thing. I think she's she's legitimately like not enjoying this because I remember she like sighs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like thinking of like the old Flintstone like cartoons where they're like, ah, it's a living. <laughs> I feel bad for her because I know what's going to happen. Sure. Well, I mean, it's already, you know, pretty foreboding going out into an aisle. (laughs) Pamela Isley, (laughs) your angel of death awaits you. That reminds me of a uh, spoiler kid moment. (laughs) I'm actually surprised you held off. I mentioned him a few times in the intro. I know. uh, (laughs) I know you did. You didn't I try so you to didn't keep it out of continuity, remember? I do like the fact that they have characters in here that they're not necessarily, you know, this is Pamela Isley, but she's not necessarily like the Poison Ivy we know and love, but to have characters yeah. just pop up. Yeah, well, I like instead of like just creating new characters, they're like just using existing characters, right, right. which makes it feel like, you know, a Batman story. She immediately like goes to 
the proposition mode. Sure, yeah. I guess it's a, it's a live-in for her. Her room. Yeah, I mean she's into it now, or or maybe she just needs the money. Yeah. No. So we're not going to spoil who Jack the Ripper is for the listeners we in shan't. case they're watching this for the first time. No, but n- once you knew who it was, did you see hints throughout? Um, when I rewatched, yeah, and like they even mentioned in the um when they did the Q and A afterwards. They said, like, that, yeah, like, there's a point where, like, the character, something that the character does in the middle of the movie changes context completely. You're like, oh. Here are three Robins, not Robins. Yeah. And I like how uh, Jason's a redhead, just like uh, when he first appeared. Right. And also, I guess, because of Red Hood. <laughs> sure. And, of course, Jason's the one with the knife, and Tim has, you know, like a staff. It's, uh... Oh, there he is. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think about his uh, his cowl in particular? Just that his eye holes are larger than we're used to, and not blacked out. Yeah, it's it's very jarring at first. But I get used to it throughout the movie, and it makes sense for, like, what this time period is and, like, what someone who would dress up as Batman would probably look like. Mm -hmm. It sort of reminds me, at first glance, of the episodes of Batman the Animated Series where someone's pretending to be Batman, and that was, you know, as good as he could get his cowl. (laughs) Or Adam West. (laughs) Oh, sure, yeah. But otherwise, you know, I like how he very much has like an old fashioned cape that or a cloak that someone would actually wear out and about and his utility belt. I think otherwise I really like this costume. Since uh, I think that was supposed to be Cyrus Gold. I don't remember. Oh, you might be right. Yeah. Oh, no. You know what? No, Cyrus Gold is uh, is an Arkham later. Spoiler alert. But like, you know. <laughs> Since we're a couple of minutes in and we've already witnessed two crimes, do you think that this Gotham is the same or worse than the Gotham that we normally read about? That is a good question because there is lots of messed up stuff in the other versions of Gotham and lots of crimes. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I would honestly say it's about the same. This is a very brutal Batman, though. Yep. And we got some blood. Sometimes they don't show the blood, but there it is. Well, like he, like he's like crippled that person. <laughs> Get off the now. Oh, I like that. Uh, that hook. I, I guess that was the steampunk that week, Dinka. Yeah, this is wow. this is gruesome. She's she's suffering. That yeah. this is not a quick death. Stabbing is a, a pretty bad way to go. <laughs> We'll talk more about it as they, like, show the different suspects. But I'm curious, as you were watching the movie for the first time, like, what your guess was, like, going in, like, oh, it's this person or, oh, it's this person. I think I may have thought it was Harvey going in. Just for, that was – Yeah. 
No, I that guess was normal my, reasons. Yeah, you got it. That was my thought because, like, I hadn't read the comic. So when they said in the comic it's so obvious, so we added more people, I thought that the comic – that this was, like, a more direct adaptation of the comic. So when Harvey was being kind of obvious in the movie – I'm like, oh, so it's probably Harvey because it was, you know, in the comic, it was someone that was obvious. So I just got to look for whoever's acting obvious in the movie. <laughs> and in my mind, that was Harvey. Uh, but was a, it? You'll you'll find out, you viewers find out. slash oh, listeners. the World Fair. Always <laughs> some strange things happen at World Fairs, but they always showcase. The Hall of Justice. Oh, there it is. Sure. Showcase technology the- and culture at its highest point at that time. There's a lot of comparisons to Mask of the Phantasm and the whole Gotham of the Future World's Fair thing is one of those comparisons. It's kind of an odd little group of people they have because they all seem aristocratic and wealthy and then you have a couple nuns. Well, society was more religious back then. Despite the behaviors of the affluent. Ah. Looks like a flashlight. Yeah, could be a bat signal. <laughs> Perish the thoughts. Mm. <laughs> I love how like the cops look with their like mustaches and like bowler hats. Yep. Oh, I, I love this bit coming up. Fifteen miles per hour. (laughs) 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 Oh boy! This is one of my favorite. There he is. (laughs) (laughs) Would you trust that guy? Um, he's a scientist, so, but I'd, I'd probably be cautious like that woman, because, you know, but <laughs> do you think the human body can survive velocities up to 35 miles an hour, though? Um, they should be able to do more than that, shouldn't they, with, uh, those crazy roller coasters that have 300 feet drops now? Well, we're pretending that that doesn't exist. Oh, okay, yeah. I like how, you know, Selena pops in and as, you know, as a social activist just pop, finds the crowd and then is able to <laughs> turn the attention away from the World's Fair and what, what really matters. This, this scene is very, very exposition-filled, too, because it, it explains, like, who every character is. It explains what Jack the Ripper has been doing, how long he's been around. Like when Selena's like, oh, you're not protecting the women. And it's like, oh, Miss Kyle, you're all better suited for the Monarch Theater where you sing. Like everyone's explaining everyone's role. My men are working triple shifts coming every inch of the city. Gordon. There he is. Your buddy. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hold up. I'll, I'll say it only once in the commentary. Oh, my gosh. Uh, when he does a certain thing. But I'm, otherwise, I will behave myself. Well, I appreciate that. But there's a moment that that deserves it being said. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> there he It's is. like when the popular kid pulls up in school. Sure. It's Flash Thompson himself. 
Look at them sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone laughs at that. Yeah. I know. He, oh, he's yeah. got them eating out of his hand. Sure. Sour faces. I really like. Ooh, I, he's he likes handsome. that face. Yeah, I know. He, he's he's a handsome character design. I love those like giant mutton chops and hats. Oh, look at that. So I guess the intent of the nuns going to the World Fair, do you think they were trying to stir up some trouble too? Or do you think they were just no, really interested I, in the World Fair? Um, I don't know. I mean, I like I said, I think that like, well, this is America though. I was going to say like religious figures were more like tied to politics back then. But that, but this was only like a hundred and something years ago in America where it wasn't like that. I, I I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because uh, they were working with Bruce Wayne or something, or because Bruce Wayne like paid for a lot of this, and she's like yeah. Bruce Wayne's friend. Yep. But then she's able to find you know common ground with Selena since she backs her up on what's happening. Yeah. One of our oh, so we get some backstory or history on Pamela. You said she was. She was working. <laughs> then the opium, yikes. I do like how he, you know, legitimately wants to rehabilitate people and he like, yeah. he cares about all these orphans. Yeah. And now you're in the world at this time. Yeah. And he tried to send uh, Dickie, Jason and Timmy to the, uh, <laughs> Leslie. He sure did. Yeah. It's weird that, like, this version of Leslie's the nun because, like, this season on Gotham, Leslie did some very unnun stuff. Oh, my gosh. At, at the same time that this was airing, she was, like, robbing banks with the Riddler. <laughs> wow. I would have. Do you think this version of Leslie knows he's Batman? I don't remember if they established that in this movie or not. Not sure. But, but like they just had that conversation outside the carriage, though, where she says, you know, that he's on the Batman's on the force of or the side of good. So I wonder if she might know. Because like Gordon's there the whole time, so she won't say anything. Right. Yeah. Oh, he's watching. He's watching. Oh, there you oh. go. Sick of Macate. Some uh, <laughs> some sly hints that it's Catwoman. Yeah. I like that, like, she doesn't become, I mean, spoiler alert, that she does not become Catwoman sure. in this movie. She's yeah. just, like, you know, Selena Kyle, like, talented, you know, uh, woman who could hold her own. I feel like this entire town is a bunch of back alleys that you should never be walking in. Yeah, and the street is completely empty. Yeah. Like, it's nobody's empty. outside at all. It's like Jack the Ripper set it up so that like there was no uh, there was nowhere for her to go. And he's watching. I don't understand. Well, I guess he's waiting for an act, but he could just take him out right there. There's only three people in this entire city outside. Ooh. Yeah, they're all sleeping. The mycelina up. 
Maybe she was doing some cat burglaring. I like how, like, even though she's trying to get away, she still, like, raises her dress. Like, it's not proper for her to tear her dress. Well, also, it's hard to run. But this is also classic horror film where, you know, the whatever, yeah. the victim is running, but yet the bad guy is able to reach them by only just walking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, she's running, and he's like... Yeah. Now, granted, she's wearing like Whoa. heels and like yikes. Yeah, he was able. That was to... almost a headless Catwoman right there. Uh. I mean, in good setting with the slaughterhouse. Whoa! Saw some legs there. Get a lot of them gams, as yeah. Don would say if he was here. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> AKA from Backroll, what three fifty three or something like that. Or a detective version. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running my tights. I like how she's like not fearful anymore. She's like, all right, let's do this. This is a very good Selena Kyle movie. Yeah. I mean, she's no helpless female. She's a femme fatale. Yeah. And I was surprised when I read the original comic afterwards, like, oh, man, how um, how she's like not in there at all because she was such a big part of this movie. Yeah. Like, aside from the setting and Jack the Ripper, this is, like, people who are wondering, this is completely different from the comic. Like, it's, it's it might as well be called something else. <laughs> so I That's feel not like, a complaint. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had to, they had to buff it out, yeah. buff it up somehow. I feel like it's a bit of a hint, the fact that he went after Selena Kyle, just because it didn't seem random that he did know her path and he was able to block off certain aspects of it. And so... Mm-hmm. I think there's a potentially a hint there. Yeah, there's a few hints that come up throughout the movie, but oh, he got hit by a pig, a professor pig. <laughs> oh man, he loves Selena's neck. He keeps on yeah, going for the neck. Love how there's been no monologuing from our villain here. He's just going at it. There's been no well, discussion at all. Because then the voice, unless like he does like a oh. angel of death, the way like we wouldn't <laughs> sure. know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That would have been cool for a goofy sound effect. Yeah, right. I had him. Do you think potentially she was. Using herself as bait to catch him? No, I, I I think she was surprised to see that stuff and was legitimately horrified at first. <laughs> I, I I love that part. She's like, before you offer to escort me home, like yeah, because again, gone. this was like back then. It's always about escorting them. Here's Barbara Kane. Oh no! What do you mean? Oh no! That's the mother of your pal. <laughs> the mother of my pal. Yeah, it depends on the version of whether or not I like her. There she is. Yeah, yeah, we don't see the Barbara Gordon, the Barbara Gordon podcast, but uh, she's at least referenced. Yeah, there she is. What is it, James? What's wrong? Just a dream. You were gone. Oh. Have you seen this uh, since uh, the first time? No. Okay. So you get some of my live reactions of, oh, no. 
I remember some details, though. Yeah. Yeah, some of this dialogue is good insight to Gordon. Like, I can't just sit around while Gotham goes straight to hell. It gives you some of his motivation for his uh, quest for justice. This reminds me of No Man's Land, where Batman would show up in Gordon's backyard. Yeah, his little garden. Yeah. You just walked right up this time. I think I said when um, Don and I did like a thing on this that um, it's it's funny that like this is like Gotham by Gaslight, Victorian Gotham, but like Gordon's backyard, it looks like it's from 1950s, you know, leave it to Beaver. <laughs> oh. Oh, what do you think a breakfast with Hugo Strange would be like? I think it would be really creepy. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he'd sit across the way and... uh, I don't even know if I'd want to eat. I'd be afraid that he, like, drugged it. I think he'd probably psychoanalyze you the entire time. I mean, I don't mind being psychoanalyzed. I don't have a lot to, you know, necessarily... I would just be afraid of, like... The manipula- I don't know. It's I don't trust that man. Inside, I'll be in oh. Now, surely Batman will be there when he turns around. Oh, he still is. He okay. Was, of <laughs> I thought he was going to disappear. But yeah, he has to give him that letter. Well, this is kind of interesting that he wasn't. He was distrusting Batman, and yet he gives him some evidence. He knows that Batman's going to do this whether he wants it or not. Here we go. All gone. There he is. What do you think? We didn't see her, but what do you think Barbara Gordon was like back then? A young Barbara Gordon? Yeah, because we know know she exists. Probably a, a studious little nerd. It must have been hard for her back then because it was women, an educated woman was not a, you know, something that was encouraged. But books and libraries were a bigger deal, so she was probably happy about that. (laughs) I do like how Wayne Manor is timeless. Like, (laughs) Like, this could be like Bruce's study, like in this year, in the 1930s, in the 1970s, or in, like, the modern day, and it would still look exactly the same with the bookcase and the roaring fireplace and the chair. I like that Alfred still has his dry sense of humor, his sarcasm. Some things are timeless. Yes. Oh. <laughs> my my that fair was part. Not the suit I was referring to. My fair part is coming up. Those books are bigger than Bruce almost. <laughs> Look at that perspective. Yeah. Those are giant books. 
Ah, yes, your old chum, Harvey Dent. <laughs> who's a who's a 19th century pervert and a scumbag? <laughs> Not the yes. Harvey Dent that we know and love. Yeah. I love this song. Here we go. This is actually a real song too. I looked it up, like from back then, that they would sing in vaudeville and stuff. When we were watching this, I explained to Ben that, like, the year that this takes place, this was considered like risque, like women showing that much leg and like sure. underwear, and he was like really surprised. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there was difference to oh man <laughs> look at that guy in the front row <laughs> the fact that there are also yeah women here too yeah well it yeah god it sucked to be a woman back then you're like boyfriends and husbands would take you to watch like porn basically i mean it, it's good choreography and music but like it's basically meant to tantalize the men oh absolutely yeah how do how does this scene compare to the the birds of prey song um, I from like them both. The <laughs> I always love singing in Batman. <laughs> the 19th century. Don't be such a dinosaur. Wow. Prudes are people too, as they said in uh, A Simple Favor. <laughs> oh, Gilda. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> we have man. to talk about that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's having like this open affair. <sighs> well, actually, he- here's the deal. Do you think that like Selena and Harvey have been intimates? Because like Harvey's kind of getting a sense of ownership over her. Do you think maybe he's just like taking her out? Yeah, I mean maybe he's like a benefactor of hers, and he like just like goes right in, doesn't even like care that she's like getting dressed. It's and even though that that thing is there, it's just very forward of him. Of course, yeah. Harvey is so Harvey is a scumbag. <laughs> it gets worse, I feel, as the night goes on. Oh yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> oh, there's a curfew. Maybe that. Maybe Selena was going out past the curfew. That's why she was alone and the town was empty. That makes sense. Selena's a very forward-thinking woman for the time. Uh, also that I think, yeah, no man can, I don't know. I get, tame is, I guess that's the, the way to go, but just, I like how she knows what she has, the power she has, and she knows how to use it. I like how um, oh, her and Selena... Oh, look at how they get close, and then he... Yeah, oh. yeah I love, he like, he like falls behind, he's out of step with them. Yeah. Because, yeah, like Bruce and Selena talking about serious things. I was starting to yeah, and he's – they don't care about him. He's out of step with them and he's bored by their conversation. He just wants to get drunk and have sex. Sure. Fetch me a handsome. Wah, wah. A regular Jekyll and Hyde. Which that tells you that like she's seen him drunk and yeah. he's been – a jerk. Yeah. This is my I wonder if he's been abusive. Catch a handsome. Catch a handsome. I love this part. At least we still have something. <laughs> it's like they're trying to get you to hate him. Anti-suffrage. 
So here we go. Selena in drag. Sure. A transgender Selena Kyle. <laughs> But that's like, I love like little touches like that from the period where like, oh, yeah, like men only establishments and stuff like that. Yeah, I, th- I feel like they still have those sorts of things. But yeah, yeah, I like how it's called uh, the Dionysus Club. And since he was the god of wine and revelry. <laughs> Harvey Dent's just passed out drunk. Oh, and I like how she sees. Yeah, yeah, she sees through him. This is a good Batman Catwoman mm-hmm. romance. Oh, yeah. Here he is, psychoanalyzing. Yeah. Oh, champion of the voice. Sister Leslie. <laughs> When you say it, it sounds really creepy and that we shouldn't trust her. No, it's because, like, somebody, I think it was both like, Sister Leslie. She takes in all of the helpless, the hopeless. This is when he gets the epiphany. Oh, no. Bruce, what? Fetch me a handsome, quickly. Oh, my. I had to look up what that meant. Oh, no. Not her. Not her. But, like, it's weird that, like, Jack the Ripper chooses to go after her at the same time that Batman realizes he's going to go after her. Like, why not a different point of the night? Why not the previous night? Sure. Or Well, that, yeah, for Well, the previous night he went after Selena, yeah. So that Batman gets in trouble? Sinister music? Oh, my. You know who that is? No. That's uh, your pal Tara. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant the character. <laughs> there's a moment, there's a moment where there's a moment where she yells and it like you could tell it's Tara. She reminds me of uh, the woman from Sweeney Todd. Oh, sure. The one who helps make the meat pies. No, no, not oh. Mrs. Lovett. The, 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 the crazy woman in the street that turns out to be his uh, missing wife. Oh. Spoiler alert for the end of Sweeney Todd. Oh, my gosh. Lots of spoilers in here for, I like, know. other things. If only Spoiler Kid were here, he'd be getting all sorts of mystical power. <laughs> Every time you reveal a spoiler, he, he gets, like, another level in his power bar. Yep. Well, this is a rated R movie. He shouldn't be watching it. <laughs> Too late, sir. Oh, yeah. Man. He doesn't change to Batman. I guess there's no time. Because he had to get his handsome. <laughs> <laughs> An- another example of, like, Mask of the Phantasm, because, like, the... The killer's other attack is at a graveyard with, like, an mm. angel tombstone. Yeah. Sister Leslie, your angel of death awaits you. She knows her spider sense was tingling. Go ahead. 
hysterical. I won't give you the satisfaction. But you are going to scream. I, I guess out of pain. Who knows? What does she have to scream about? Oh. Wow. Her death is at least a little cleaner than Ivy's was. Yeah, just a one cut. Yeah, Ivy had like a... Poor Bruce. And poor Gotham, because she was rehabilitating so many people. Yeah. Like, she really cared. I took the liberty. I took the liberty. As he says in Batman and Robin. Or was it... Maybe it was Batman Forever where he said that. I like how this version, the Batcave, is upstairs. It's the Bat Attic. (laughs) Well... Bats do hang, you know, upside down. That makes more sense. Yep. As long as he doesn't sleep upside down. Because that was ridiculous. I So there's your clue. The killer is a member of the Dionysus Club. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fingers are pointing to Harvey Dent. Fingers are pointing to everyone, as he says. But yeah, like, Harvey Dent's like the biggest a-hole of the movie. Although, actually, like, it is it is worth noting that Harvey Dent was like passed out drunk on the yes, chair when, when Bruce was running. Yep. But... That could be an act. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'm not going to spoil the revelation for our listeners if this is their first time. What if it's Alfred? Mm. Um, I'd be really surprised. Or it's uh, Dick, Jason, and Timmy. Yeah. They're doing the whole, like, trench coat and, like, stacked on, on top of They're standing on each other's shoulders. Like in Little Rascals. Sure. Although they, they were there during... That was during the first murder. They were at the same time. I appreciate that Alfred, you know, preached a little bit to try to, and also on the level of Leslie to try to get him to think about things. But it's pretty far gone. There, there's Gilda, there she is. and Harvey's looking at her like, "I'll never cheat on you." Oh, yeah. <laughs> but his mistress is right there. Bullock can't even be bothered to stay awake. I like how they always have black umbrellas, always in the rain for funerals. Yeah, it's never a funeral during like a sunny day. Except in Spider-Man 1. There are all those handsomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he Ooh. is. B.D. Wong. <laughs> You're making the Gotham references. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know who plays Strange in this movie. Who was it again? 
is William Sayers. I'm not familiar with him. I'd have to look yeah, to see. I, I wouldn't else, know. What else he has been in? Hmm. How do those glasses stay on him? There's no Morpheus glasses from Matrix. Can't trust a guy with glasses like that. Oh my, rose-colored glasses. Well, no, without that, don't have ear holders. Oh, what is he hiding? How's he holding those? Oh man. Maybe he's Cyclops. If he takes them off, he'll shoot lasers. Oh great. You think Strange knows? I don't know. I mean, if he's half the animal or alienist as he's touted as being, then but he doesn't even know how the signs. He doesn't even know if the body can like withstand like eighty miles per hour. That's true. Well, I don't think those things exist. Oh, they're back to their uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, geezer. I'm afraid of that subtlety to be an effective cat person, fellow lad. I'd send near a bevy of pills too. That was weird. You think that's so sister Leslie want you to ask her own? Yeah. But I'm hungry. Mister Jason is not worth the trouble. Well, if he, I'm surprised he didn't try to steal one of those wheels off of the handsome. Sister Leslie did what she could for us. For, for what purpose? <laughs> you need a horse. I, that's true. Knock Jason around a I like I like Dick says that. Like, look, knock Jason around a little. Like, and I joked to Don that then Alfred like takes out the Joker crowbar and beats him. But oh like, my goodness! But like, Dick is like perfectly willing to sacrifice like Jason. Like, look, knock Jason around a little bit. Like, he doesn't even offer himself up. <laughs> Dick's hair is long, like the nineties. That this is where it's clearly Tara Strong's voice. I don't quite follow. Of course, my memory is right. I forget things all yeah. the time. We're getting to that point where uh, Bruce might be implicated for the murder of Sister Leslie. I'm afraid you've made a mistake. Blackmail, but like very, very poorly executed blackmail. Coppers. She gets now, loud. Get your hands off me. If you think you can do me like you did Sister Leslie, you're dead wrong, fella. Mm. See, if, if I actually thought that Bruce Wayne was the Jack the Ripper, I would not confront him because uh, wouldn't that just make me a target? Skinner's End. That sounds like a terrible place. I mean, you're. If he really was Jack the Ripper, you just told him, "I know who you are, and I'm going to tell people." By the way, this is where you can find me, hmm. which like pretty much guarantees her death. Yeah, and why wouldn't the cops start questioning her right then and there? Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is this is this is what the, the asylums were back. I, I feel bad because I know that there was people that were like sentenced to these things and they were like innocent and they weren't actually insane and they'd be like put in those pits with like monsters like that and just like what a horrible like 
way to live. Yeah. Nellie Bly, the first female investigative reporter, went undercover in a in an insane asylum and had quite yeah. an experience. Yeah. Chloe Sullivan used her as an alias in uh, Smallville when oh. she faked her death. Chloe. Yeah. Shame what happened to her, but. <laughs> so. But I, I, I like things like this. Like, the insane asylum is like the asylums were back then. Sure, yeah. Like, there's little touches from the period. <laughs> Even as Strange is dying, he's like, no, this doesn't make sense. This this disputes my research paper. <laughs> That's true, yeah. It's antithetical. Oh, man. I'd stake my reputation on it. You're You're about to die, dude. Yeah, so then you have to ask yourself who would... Who benefits from him dying? Someone that had seen him talking to Bruce Wayne. Who was at the funeral? It's Gilda. Or the handsome, the handsome is Jack the Ripper. Oh my. Yeah, this is a bloody death. I mean, what are they doing exactly? Apparently they're ripping him apart. Because they're upset? Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, it did say ripping in our closed caption. Yeah. Well, and I missed it the first few times, but, like, this time, like, I can clearly see, like, yeah, his legs and his arms separate really far. He was He was torn apart, limb from limb. Do you think he mistreated the inmates? I mean, if they're in that thing, then yeah, that's that that's mistreatment right right there in and of itself. What if you have to go wee wee? Pooh, find a corner of the circle, I guess. It's a lot of <laughs> good luck finding a corner in a circle. Yeah, that's why I said it. It's the blimp from the beginning of Batman the Animated Series. Oh, oh dear! Yikes. We should have kept up a body count number. Um, Poison Ivy and Sister Leslie and Hugo Strange. And then that guy. I don't know if that guy's dead. He just fell from a height. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but... He bounced how, when was... he hit the... Thing. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Oh, my. Okay, so this is another Uh-oh. Batman Mask of the Phantasm comparison. Yeah. And that, like, uh, there's a scene in the movie where the Phantasm murders someone, and then the cops show up, and they think it's Batman, so they chase him, and Batman winds up getting shot. And in both this and Batman Mask of the Phantasm, Batman winds up escaping from the cops the same way. It's fight time. It's interesting. Just the skill that the other person has. Yeah, which uh, when they're unmasked, you see like a little kind of like kill room that they have that like shows some of how they got the skill. Fighting quite well for a handsome. Yeah. Let's see, he fell and he was okay. (laughs) Gosh. Yeah, so maybe, maybe a half. What, three and a half? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there was no good medical treatment back then, so he probably died from a blister. A blister. Yeah, it's like 
<laughs> they used leeches to suck it out, and they made it worse. Oh, <laughs> gross. Yeah, man, that's long. <laughs> Have you ever seen a Netflix show called Everything Sucks? Uh, no, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's uh, Is that the reference? A significant word in that show, yeah. Okay. Oh, here we go. Put a, put oh, up them dupes. Boy. Yeah, the fighting style is certainly of that time as well. I, I feel like he's fighting differently than he would modern times. <laughs> the Zeppelin crash, too. What is that Zeppelin even doing, though? What is its purpose? To be a Zeppelin. <laughs> I was looking for something a little deeper than that. <laughs> Why does anything does what it does? Well, I mean... Is it a weather zeppelin? Is it like people? It's so that are Batman it? and oh come on, and the Ripper have something to fight on. Well, I almost said Batman and then and then hit the name of the guy. That would have been bad because we don't know who it is. Yeah, is it, it a could passenger be zeppelin? I mean, what's going on? Well, they want to blow it up, so I guess not. Oh, this is this is gruesome. Oh, it's like Indiana Jones. Better get out of there. Oh my also God. reminds me of the first issue of Batman Rebirth when he's on the crashing uh, plane. Oh, sure, yeah. With Gotham Girl and Gotham. At least they knew the stop, drop, and roll back then. <laughs> yes. Well, he survived. They both did. Batman seems a little worse than Jack does. Oh, dear. And just like in Mask of the Phantasm, it's Bullock leading the manhunt. Chasing after a bleeding Batman. Through an alley. Like, yeah. ten steps behind him, like... Looks a little chubby. Well, he wouldn't be Bullock otherwise. Yeah, well, in No Man's Land, he's lost so much weight. And they shot that arrow, but it went through his trench coat because he lost all of that. Oh, look who appears. Do you mind telling me exactly why we shouldn't shoot the murdering lunatic who's got cars all over town? Watch your tongue, Chief. Pooh. We have witnesses who saw the Batman at the time of the ice. What about the two men he just killed in Arkham? We don't know. Okay, so it was two guys. Aha. So he's up to four. Four. That's it. uh, Yeah, I wonder what his motives are, because that could be an easy capture. Reminds me of the Arkham Asylum video game where you, like, have to, like, where you hide. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to do a bunch of those for uh, the Spider-Man video game. And just like Mask of the Phantasm, he removes his mask is uh, removed as he's running from them. There he is, yeah. But his trench coat is bleeding, so or he's bleeding through his trench coat, so that's going to be a problem. Oh man, that's a lot of cops all of a sudden. Yeah. Like they couldn't be bothered to like be around when Jack the Ripper was stalking Selena Kyle, but like now, like you can't turn around. And, and just like Mask of the Phantasm, <gasps> he's rescued by his lady love. <gasps> 
in a car in an alley. In a handsome. Like, I'm sorry. That's almost a shot for shot remake. I'm, that's not a complaint. It's just an interesting similarity. <laughs> sure. I like how he says, as you surmise, I like slumming in the. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. But a mistletoe can be even deadly when you mean it. Oh, my gosh. I like how she's just very quick on the uptake. There's just a beat, and then she goes into action. I wonder if she suspected. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, how did she know where to find him? That's the question. <gasps> Here Maybe she's the killer. This is where we're going to pause and rewind. <laughs> oh. Man, they're so uncomfortable. That guy's sideburns, that cop that opened the door. Look how far down they go. I know. Man. Have a wonderful night. I think they are. Uh, yes. And then he calls oh. it like a lucky dog or something. Lucky, but yeah. He's completely like forgotten about Jack the Ripper. Well, when Selena Kyle's in your arms, would you do anything? They buried Sister Leslie this morning. Oh, man. Yeah, that's hard. That's interesting to think about just how much time has passed. Oh, I think each murder has been a different night. Oh, so this If is... only she hadn't screamed where she friggin' was. Yeah, maybe she'd be alive. Head. There she is. Number five. This implicates Bat Bruce further, though. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> and just like Mask of the Phantasm, they wake up next to each other the next morning. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. Isn't it frustrating when you wake up from a night with someone and all they want to do is stare at the city that they're protecting by being Batman? Oh my. I think that happened uh, in Iron Fist, too. I thought you were going to say something in real life. I was like, wait, what? That's not a relatable experience at all. Oh, Iron Fist. Is a relatable experience. Oh, yeah, see, yeah, she suspected earlier. Yeah. So while he was psychoanalyzing her, she was psychoanalyzing him. Yeah, they're each other's uh, intellectual equals in this show. Oh, my gosh, yes, OTP. I grew up with those cats. Looked after them. Loved them. I I love this version of Selena. He wasn't a kind to them or to me. He always threatened to shoot. One day he tried to, but someone had taken the bullets out of his gun. And now you look after all the strays and scanners happen. Someone has to. Hmm. They don't have anyone else to protect them. Yeah, no, it's just Leslie's gun. Yeah. And strays is the yeah, the people. Does he have a story? <gasps> My parents were killed by handsome. Are you making them pay? The criminals? I was, but it had never been enough. Mm-hmm. They couldn't ever pay enough, could they? What a moment. 
here's something you don't know about me. Ah, I just love it when characters hold hands. It always makes my heart flutter. I just think it's, it's, a, it's a simple about act. time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh man, interrupting. What if they would have shown up 45 minutes earlier? Um, what would they have walked in on? Then sleeping, I assume. She had just woke up. <laughs> Marlene Mahoney. Marlene Mahoney. Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's like, who? <clears throat> Man. He could use Selena as an alibi. I was uh, yeah, having Nookie last night. I'll contact Harvey. You'll clear this all. I wouldn't be counting on Mr. Dent being too helpful. Master. At this point, I was like, oh, it's Harvey. He's the one who suggested Ooh. we look for Mr. Wayne in your hotel. Bummer. Yeah, Harvey be jealous. Yeah, he sure is. He's peanut butter and jealous. Oh, man. Commissioner James, this is absurd. You can't imagine I'm actually the Ripper. Get him out of my Oh, no. Not even an old friend will help him out. There he is in the paddy wagon. Mm-hmm. I remember in the comic, he's like, I thought Harvey was my friend. The county of Gotham has <laughs> evidence linking the accused to at least three of these Little boy. Crimes. Physical evidence. A lapel pin of the Dionysus Club, to which Mr. Wayne... What a jerk. Yeah, he's not even his uh, defense attorney. Also, an eyewitness who was overheard placing Mr. Wayne at the scene of the crime. That witness, Marlene Mahoney, was subsequently discovered mutilated in the same barbaric manner as the other victims, after reportedly attempting to extort cash from the accused. Furthermore, the prisoner was also acquainted with Ripper victim Miss Pamela Isley. Mm. One wonders how many other lovely young wards love <laughs> What a horrible friend. Yeah. Do you think Donovan would ever prosecute us for murder? Oh, gosh. I imagine uh, if we push him, push him too far. <laughs> Do you think we already have? We're pretty darn close. Well, I hope that motherhood changes him. Oh, man. One can only hope. Oh, look at that self-satisfied look on Harvey's face. And back when, like, that's what actually prisoners wore, as opposed to sure, the orange. Orange is the new black. <laughs> yeah. Oh, blackage. Red's gonna like you know like give him a look like don't give me up for, for what happened in the pool. Oh gosh. Oh, check out. Well, he, oh. He, here's an orange is the new black uh, question for you. Why which are you wing, asking me on this commentary? <laughs> <laughs> which wing of the prison do you think Bruce would be in oh. uh, of the different wings? Hmm. Selena, what if he were Bruce female? No yeah, if he was in the female jail. They make this seem like a command performance. Maybe Florida because he's like rich. Oh, okay. So the new wing, I was thinking about back when they were in the other place. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking this season, well, like, the different wings. I guess so, yeah. He'd have to buy his way in there. But Florida's also, it was more the old people place. 
That's true too. All the retired people. Unfortunately, my nocturnal habits preclude me from providing an adequate account of my birth. I'm surprised someone could visit, especially yeah, a woman. Well, he did say that, but what? Just how she got in there. Batman has an ironclad alibi for the first murder. You'll be released. What's his alibi for the first one? The Ivy one. He was with Dick and Jason, but like. But then he and. What you call it? Jack were both there at the same time. Oh my! Do you think she has a right to do that? Absolutely not. <laughs> but whether it's her right or not, it is the right thing to do to exonerate your friend from jail. Well, even if they're going to be mad at you, I would I would totally like say like, yeah, you know, like, I don't care if you're mad at me. You're on death row. I am going to do what I think is good for you. Chow time, your highness. Oh, yeah. Ink pen. It seems like he got along with a lot of ink. Bring this I like the, like this part. One hundred dollars. Get it there within 30 minutes. And keep in mind, this was $200 back then. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was, so, it's a... that was probably like three months' salary. <laughs> Look at that. Who would even understand that weird stuff? Well, Alfred, of course. Yeah, I know. Of course. Yes, thank you. Cyrus Gold. I remember he's one of these guys. Which is actually funny because this is the time period that Cyrus Gold is supposed to be from. Because when Cyrus Gold first appears in, like, Green Lantern as Solomon Grundy, he was, like, from this time period, but he had been in the swamp so long. Mm. That he had changed. Yeah. No weaklings. Can't get good enough odds against you. I'll beat you in private later. No time like the present. I wonder what people are going to look back at at this time period when they do these Elseworld movies. Oh, wow, that's interesting. How, like, how different it is. Steampunk has such a following that I'm surprised there haven't been more movies. Not of DC necessarily, but just, like, in general. There was one. I didn't see it, but... Oh, I'm trying to remember. It was, like, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow or something. Oh, yeah, with Jude Law and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, something like that. We're like minutes from finding out who the killer is. So, listeners, take your final guesses. Bum, bum, bum. There she is. So, she seems like she actually has a good amount of money in her in her side job. I mean, that she's able to afford her own carriage and her own. I mean, she's she's the lead actress at like the Monarch Theater where she sings. So, I'm assuming that that gives you some level of comfort. Hmm. And then you got people like Harvey, who's like probably her benefactor of hers. James is in here. Oh, that's He's true. Sure yeah, he like tries to slut shame her here because Ugh. you know she picked Bruce. Yeah. The 
So Alfred sent them to do the job. So you keep telling us. Come on. He said to unload it here. How do you think the three of them met? Oh gosh. Um, do you think they're at all related, any of them? No, I think that they look different enough, and and I like to imagine in my fan mind that because like they're not related in the other continuity, that they're not in this one. I think kids just like. They stick together if they're alone and have no other family. So maybe they're orphans for similar reasons that they were in the other continuity, except they didn't have a Batman at that time to adopt them. So kids find other kids and they stick together for survival. Mm. Oh my. Seems to put herself in some bad situations. Yeah. I mean, she wants to help her friend, though, but... He does not like cats. What are you doing? A fat woman. You're Miss Kyle, the actress, aren't you? Yes, Commissioner. We met before. Freedom. They did meet before. Bum, bum, bum. Everything's so proper. They walk together like that. (laughs) He really wants to stop Selena from telling on him. Yeah, I love how like he doesn't want Selena to tell on him, so he like just like goes to the house like. What's he expecting to happen? Like, oh, Selena, don't tell him anything. Oh, boy. You mustn't harm him. Here we He's go. He's a good man. The best man in this horrible city. Did a woman come here looking for you? <laughs> <laughs> he cares about his secret identity. No. I should hope not. The, the, Gord, the Gordon Cave. Dun, dun, dun. It's all being revealed. His uh, Civil War record. I like the picture of him boxing. Yep. So we the get bay, him. The Bay Harbor Butcher. Mm. <sighs> Looks like a medical. Yo, he's got like organs in there. Yep. That's not He's, odd at all. So that dream he had about Jack the Ripper killing Barbara, that was him dreaming about killing his own wife. Yep. And, like, when you go back and listen to that scene again, he's like, I had a dream and you were gone. And he's telling her, I have to do what I can to rid the city from sin. So, like, it's all – that scene gets, like, a whole new meaning during the second viewing. Oh no. So is the Lee talking about her children then? Yeah, so Barbara, poor Barbara Gordon. Maybe this is how James Jr. becomes a psycho, but. Maybe. Blame his dad. So this makes you wonder, though, after this movie's said and done, what happens to poor Barbara Gordon? 
Jr. What if she becomes a psycho and uh, James Jr. becomes, I don't know, Robin? That would be, be a good sequel. She could have a little romance with Dickie, the like street boy versus like the commissioner's <laughs> daughter. Oh, gosh. And then kill him? Whoa. <laughs> I thought you were a shipper. This is like, this is slash fic, but not that type of slash. It's like. Uh, but I said she's the one that becomes the. Oh, no. That was your idea, not mine. Oh, okay. So we were just going off of two different stories. But yeah, but you were like, oh, and she kills him. I'm like, I'm. A- <laughs> <laughs> like you want your ship to be a murder ship of course oh yeah this is horrifying three percent heroin great oh man <laughs> barbara's physician so even in this continuity barbara's like into like painkillers and addiction drugs because remember like that first season of gotham she like was uh oh gosh she had like a drug pass with renee yeah <laughs> The Renee that never comes back? Yeah, she still hasn't. We only have ten episodes left to go, so we don't think she will. No, oh, okay. She'll be in um, Batwoman on the CW. Maybe they could give it to the same actress, hopefully. So that uh give her another chance. So, yeah, um... It's funny, too, because at the press, like when I went back and I listened to the press, we asked um, Gordon's actor, do you have any favorite lines or moments? And he and he like he gave me a very, very cagey answer. And this was why, because like he couldn't say or reveal something that Mm. would indicate he was the killer. Yeah. I wonder now knowing that he is, I wonder what he would say. Burns my eyes. <laughs> <Maybe> Probably. <laughs> or damn slut. Or something. Oh my gosh. The blood. Yeah. It's the blood signal. Yeah, the blood signal. Well, good thing. So this helped. This exposition scene that you talked about at the beginning helped that she was there because otherwise she wouldn't know her way around here. Well, the exposition. <laughs> the exposition. Oh, Sister Leslie, who owns the orphanage, and Miss Kyle, and our alien is Hugo Strange, and yeah. the, the singer of the Monarch Theater. And- well, otherwise, do you think? I guess we'd maybe figure it out. Well, no, because if you didn't, then you'd wonder why Hugo Strange is talking to him at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And Selena, you could figure out on your own, but Sister Leslie, you could probably figure that out on your own. I'd say Hugo's the only one that demanded some sort of. Thing. So. Is there another Batman movie that you can think of that has a showdown with the killer at the World's Fair? Is this a trick? It's another Mask of the Phantasm. I know. Except it's defunct, right? Isn't it old? Yeah, yeah. Someone brought up at um, the um, press thing for this, like... uh, or no, it wasn't the press thing. It was after they screened the movie for us in the theater and they did like a QA. and a Someone said... Was this like Mask of the Phantasm on purpose? And they said that it was completely unintentional. What, was that you? Were you the obnoxious person? No, that? no, I was. <laughs> no, you just sounded like Emperor Palpatine. Um... No, no. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> but like they said, don't spoil who the killer is, and they said, tell all your friends it's Harvey Dent. <laughs> oh. Oh man! It's all about them sins. Yeah. 
This is interesting because he's actually taking his time with her, whereas the other ones, I mean, he basically just gutted them and that was it. Which goes against well, you know, what he, he has more time because yeah. because of the drug. That's true. So, do you think with all of his victims, though, he had intended to bring them back, but you know, Pamela was causing a racket and he had to leave and all those. Well, Pamela took a little while. That was a bloody one. Sister Leslie, he just kind of like snuffed out. All work and no. I I think also because they're alone at the World's Fair, he. Uh, he's afforded like more time whereas like with sister leslie and poison ivy they were semi-public places where you can possibly be interrupted at any moment do you think their bodies can take the centripetal force right now (laughs) yeah i mean it's almost 35 miles per hour oh my gosh we need to go strange no it's 15 (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah we need hugo strange but uh he's unfortunately uh his body couldn't take the centrifugal force of being ripped apart oh my gosh from every direction here's some exposition bear knuckle champion culpepper you think culpepper virginia i hope so yeah that's where uh, my uncle and aunt live oh <gasps> i know and my cousins I want to go back. Yeah, during the war. Which I'm assuming it was the Civil War. I was trying to think of like what the most recent war would have been. Because this is like before yeah, World War well, One. just said Antietam, which is, the, uh, which is a battle in the Civil War. So, I believe so. Which is weird that like the Civil War always seems like ancient history to me. But like, yeah, there was like, this is like a generation that like remembers it. Oh my gosh. Get out of there. Well, she's drugged. I guess she can't do much. Yeah, she's uh, got that drug slowing her down. Three parts and like, heroin, one part alcohol. Like Mask of the Phantasm, oh there's my. like a fire yeah. destroying the fair. I mean, I'm, I'm, these aren't stretches here. These are yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> and that's and why believe- you had to ask them at the museum of... I didn't ask Uh, uh, uh. Whoa. I bet you did. Or you made a uh, little spoiler kid ask it. Was the thing like mask of the hand? <laughs> oh, man. When we uh, did our DC and DC, like, look back episode, because, like, they said at the thing, like, tell all your friends it's Harvey Dent, he said, oh, by the way, everyone, the killer's Harvey Dent, and uh, and I edited, I, I bleeped him saying that, and I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Like, <laughs> he was only following Gary's instructions. Sure, but... yeah. Oh, man, this has gotten <laughs> intense. Wow. So, <laughs> oh, my heavens. Leslie, yeah, of so all people. Donovan brought up the point here that, like, uh, <laughs> no woman is good enough for like this version of Gordon. He's like wives and nuns are like, you know, horrible. It's like, I'm sorry, but like what type of woman meets his standards? Not even like nuns and wives, which would be like the purest. Mm. He's becoming unhinged. 
He always, Batman always seems to be bleeding from his nose. Oh. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I don't think he'll go out. He won't go out like this. All right. I said I was only going to do it once. What is it? And it was the time when it was earned. Uh-huh. Here we go. Almost, almost, cop! Oh my gosh. I'm glad it's only once. Yeah, that's a homeless cop moment right there. Andrea! (laughs) Gosh. What a sad film. It was. This is a little sad, too. I feel bad about Leslie. She She was such a good force. And that poor guard. So I was pretty shocked when it turned out to be Garden Gordon, and I was also shocked when I saw what he had done to his wife as well. So I they didn't telegraph it. I think there are hints there if you look for them, but otherwise, yeah. I thought it was it was a good surprise. Yeah, and in a second and third viewing, like you will see stuff and hear stuff, and they brought up in that little Q and A afterwards that like, yeah, he's dreaming about killing his own wife, and like. He, like, wakes up and talks to her about it because she knows what he's doing. My actions were quite questionable. Uh-huh. And now they have a Batman family. Aww. Oh. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And there you'll always be, sir. <laughs> they could form a little Batman club. They could. There they go off. This is like gone with the wind right here. Do you think they did that on purpose? (laughs) All three of them at once. Good lord, no, sir. Actually, that that would be kind of nice. This version of Batman gets like a wife and three kids all at the same time. Yeah. He could be be happy. And hope, I mean, just poor Barbara Gordon. You know, a, a psycho mother and a dead murderer father that abused her. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah, Dick Grayson's the optimist. Yeah, so what do you think happens to Gordon's wife after this? Do you think she loses it with him not there anymore? Well, I mean, she's probably going to prosper without him there to abuse her and, like, basically give her Stockholm Syndrome. Well, I think she already has it, don't you? Well, but that's what I mean. Like, now that he's gone, she'll, she could hopefully get, I mean, and now that Hugo Strange is dead, maybe there'll be a new psychiatrist that can actually, like, legitimately help her and not be like, oh, yes, the human body. Oh, boy. Okay. So as the, the credits roll, what is your, uh, <laughs> what, what are, how would you, uh, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about this movie overall and... How does it rank with the other Batman films that you have seen in the animated universe? In the animated. Um, I like this one a lot. I liked it better than, like, I, I have to, like, think of the other movies. Like, I like it better than Under the Red Hood. I haven't seen a lot of the animated ones, truth be told. Uh, I think I like it better than Batman and Harley. Because <laughs> 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 that movie was strange. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was just, like, strange. That would be, like, 
not a Halloween commentary for you. That would be like an April Fool's Day commentary yeah, or something. Have to be, yep. <laughs> so that that was something else right there. Um, this this was good. <laughs> it was uh, it, it it's horror meets Batman really really well because Batman's world is horror. It, it, it works. It meshes. And as I mentioned throughout the commentary, I like how they utilize the time period that they were in. They didn't just like uh, I was talking to Don as I was watching Let Take a Shock, as we've said his name so many times. But when I was watching Legends of Tomorrow, I said, like, there's times where, like, people will go back in time in a movie or a TV show and they just like play music from that time period and dress up and do movie cliches. But they don't actually play with the time period. But like with here. There's like, you know, and not just the language, but like the subtleties of like, oh, the men's only clubs and the attitudes at the time and uh, different things. And I like that. There was things that I would have I never would have thought about or I would have taken for granted. And uh, I had to explain a lot of the historical stuff to uh, <laughs> to Ben that time. And he like <laughs> he like told his mom when he like got back from the ship, like I learned that in the 1800s, if you saw a woman's leg, that was considered pornography. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If only we could get back to those simple times. Yeah, I, I check out the ankles. Oh gosh, I keep thinking that Sherlock Holmes is in this film. Yeah, when you said that at the beginning, I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about, but I maybe I forgot why, something. <laughs> I don't know why each time I'm about to watch it or do something, like I feel like he's going to be in the film. I must be thinking of some other Sherlock Holmes and Batman <laughs> team up. <laughs> well, like he referenced Houdini, I was like, maybe he referenced Sherlock Holmes, yeah, or like I, I forgot. So apologies to that at the beginning, but I was so <laughs> certain, and I think I was certain too. I think I've told somebody at work that, oh, you should see this film because Sherlock Holmes is in it. So, which is <laughs> not good because they're not going to watch things anyways. And then I'm re- just lying. tell them that Sherlock Holmes was Harvey Dent. Oh, sure, yeah. The drunken perverts. Oh my gosh, and the defense attorney against his BFF. I yeah, I mean, to whom would you recommend this film? Do you think? Oh, uh, Batman fans in general. Um, I mean, I guess I would recommend it to Dustin, to Ed, to uh, <laughs> Stephanie, to Tom, to I'm I'm thinking of who else? To Bailey, to uh, <laughs> I'm just going through like BTO like guests at this point, but uh, yeah, to, to Batman fans. Yeah, I would also recommend it to Batman fans. I think I would recommend it to steampunk fans or fans of this particular era or people who might have an interest in Jack the Ripper and just to see how those worlds combine. But I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. I I recommend it. I think it's a good uh, thriller and suspense movie to have for, for Halloween, and I'm happy to watch it again. And I think it's also a great film for any Batman and Catwoman or Bruce and Selena shippers to also watch because I think there are just some really wonderful moments there, not only with the sexiness in the in the handsome, but also <laughs> with, with their conversations as well. And just you can really tell, I think, with how they act around one another and the words that they say that, like you said, they're intellectual equals. I think they're equals on, on man, many levels. It's too bad that they didn't wrap up all the plot threads, though. What plot thread would you say is still? Well, unraveled? we they they never um uh, they never resolved the question. Oh, about tame women. Yeah, we okay. don't know if we can tame like, wild women. <laughs> I think the answer is no. 
I think Gordon was on that path to do it, and the way he was attempting to do it was wrong. <laughs> that's that's what his whole mission was. Yeah, he was, he was trying, trying to, to tame, tame the women. The, yeah, and then he tried yeah. with Selena, but no. It he didn't tried with Ivy. Yeah. He tried with Leslie. He tried yep. with uh, Maggie McGee or whatever her name was. Maggie like, McGee. I don't. I don't know what her I name think it was. was. Marlene. <laughs> yeah, like a, <laughs> it was some oh, Irish thing. Yeah, sure. like. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So wow. Yeah, that that's something new that I didn't get from my first few viewings. Yeah, yeah. like she, can you tame one? That that's it's Jack the Ripper's theme song. That's what he's trying to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining me. I'm glad that we got to do this. Me too. This was this was fun, especially since you you wouldn't take up my invitation to see the premiere. I know. So now was, we finally got to watch it together. Yeah, I know what I was doing that weekend, and the Friday was a really long day where at middle school we do an extravaganza, which goes to like midnight. You were like and, bowling or something. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's like a multi-leveled thing that we do. It's usually we go to wintergreen and do tubing, and then there's bowling, and then there's ice skating. There's a talent show. It's all this insane stuff. It used to be 24 hours, so I'm glad that it's not anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I was doing. That's why I didn't do it. Do I regret it? Yeah. I mean, I wish there were more time in the day because the museum is actually my favorite muse- museum up there in D.C., and it would have been fun to be with you and spoil a kid. But <laughs> I'm glad that you got to experience it, and I experienced it through you by listening to that, which I recommend that you guys go over to – it was on Gotham Chronicle. It's on that feed, isn't it? Or is it on the TV No, it, it, it's, on, it's on the specials feed. Okay. Um, I think I did a Gotham Chronicle episode just covering the right. Gotham interviews yeah. like of it, but – the TV Universe uh, specials feed, uh, Ben and I did do an episode where uh, you can hear the Gotham by Gaslight um, uh, interviews, uh, which is – it's like Jim Krieg, Yuri Lowenthal, uh, Scott Peterson and uh, uh, a, a few of a, – yeah, Patterson, a, a few other people. And yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could hear the moment where like, you know uh, – <laughs> Where where Ben is like put on the spot and they say, "Oh, what's your question for me?" and he like doesn't know what to say because he doesn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, speaking of, this is a nice transition. Where can listeners find you now? And also, where can readers find you? Oh man, we are uh, we're all over the place. Um, the Gotham Chronicle podcast for listeners is uh, I I guess it's on Heist. We'll be doing some episodes because of uh, like New York Comic Con interviews and stuff like that. But uh, and we have some stuff planned for over the hiatus of Gotham. But uh, Gotham Chronicle podcast, which uh, Stella helped helped us launch years ago, uh, sure is did. entering its final season. We have like ten episodes of Gotham left, and then uh, the series is wrapping up. The podcast has changed a lot since the days of Stella. If you guys left the show when Stella did, because. Uh, we become basically a musical comedy show. It, it happens so gradually that uh, nobody saw it coming. So there's that. Um, I am occasionally on Clone Saga Chronicles, um, covering the Clone Saga with uh, a former uh, crawl spacer, which is how Stella and I met. Uh, I Zach. I don't Joyner. even know how that show hasn't ended yet. <laughs> and they keep on publishing clone stories. There's that. Like Ben oh, Riley okay. has, has has his own series now. Oh, okay. So I mean, you're doing modern stuff now. Well, we're still doing the old clone saga too, but like, <laughs> okay, we've taken diversions from the like regular clone saga a lot to like cover the uh the new stuff, and I think that's all of the audio things because like I'm I'm trying to do less audio. I still uh, do writing stuff for the Batman Universe but but 
Now, I am also a contributor for uh, fansided.com, where um, I write for a few websites of theirs. There's hercape.com, which focuses on uh, female heroes, and there's bamsmackpow.com, where uh, it's uh, it's interesting because whenever I go to these conventions like San Diego and stuff, um, I do write-ups for Dustin for like Batman and sometimes greater DC Universe stuff. But if I go to like a Marvel thing or like something like, you know – uh, the flash or whatever I, I can't really use that for tbu and now like that i'm on this like site it's like a whole new world of stuff it's like oh i can like you know publish this article from like shyler lee that i interviewed at a uh, comic-con about gun control so it's uh the possibilities have have opened up and that's good and there's um possibly a new project that i'll be working on with them but that's been interesting and um possibly some other new writing stuff that will be coming up that um as of this recording i can't announce yet but hopefully that will change real soon and unfortunately i have to be ominous about it that's fine we eagerly await the announcement yeah if (laughs) unless my my benefactor pulls out Well, remember, you can send any questions or comments to backle to oracle at gmail.com. If you have anything to write to Josh or to Spoiler Kid, you can send it my way and I will forward it to the interested parties. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they'll write to Spoiler Kid, but you absolutely can send your fan mail uh, for him to me. You can also find the show on Google Play and Stitcher, like the show on Facebook, or follow it on Twitter at Backroll to Oracle, and follow the Batman Universe on Facebook and Twitter as well. And once again, thanks to Mile High Comics for sponsoring Backroll Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast. Thanks again, Josh, for coming on, for giving me your time. I know you've been on like a 15-hour work shift, and once we click end, you'll be sleeping. (laughs) So I appreciate you staying up a little bit longer to do this. This was fun. If I'm going to lose sleep, um, this would be uh, one of the things I would lose sleep for, unlike Unlike, remember that one anniversary show where my brother like <gasps> slept through the. Oh man! Yep. And yep. you sang that song. I did sing that song. It was well timed. It's well timed. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, until next time. Can you tame Babs lovers? So fly on, Babs lovers. You read the Barbara Gordon, Cassandra Kane too. You like the Stephanie Brown, but to misfit, you say poo-poo, so will you read <laughs> Barbara Gordon? Oh, yeah. I just made all that up. Yeah. I could tell. I could tell. I just waited. I thought, I'm sure he'll do something. So there you go. <laughs>